You're listening to The Patchwork Girl and Friends. I'm Kendra, and I love having interesting conversations with my friends about art, media, life, the universe, and everything. And that is what this podcast is all about. I am really excited because I am here today with a a friend I haven't seen in a long time. Uh, she is a fellow Disney fan. She is also a filmmaker, and she is my friend. Uh, this is Stevie. Hi. Hi, Kendra. <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, I think the last time we saw each other, I want to say it was 2011. I think you're right. That yeah. was, oh my goodness, that was 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago. <laughs> wow. Um, and we're here to talk about Stevie's production company, which is Possible Anythings, and her short film, Card Tricks, which has won a couple of awards. So uh, before we get to that, I wanted to start out with, we met way back in the day. Uh, while auditioning for a talent show at Walt Disney World. So you had a puppet show, and I was wondering if you could tell us a bit about your background in performance. Well, Kendra, I started in local and local theater performances at a young age. I was usually an actor who occasionally did sound effects. Uh, growing up, I enjoyed acting, but I also took theater classes in hopes of getting additional experience in different roles. I also love musicals, preferably ones that have to do with comedy or magic of some sort. Uh, one of my favorite musicals is Avenue Q, which is where I taught myself to become a puppeteer as well. So when we met at that talent show at Walt Disney World, I was auditioning with one of my puppets using one of the cleaner songs from Avenue Q. That makes sense. Avenue Q. Yep. <laughs> Avenue Q, for those of you that don't know, it's a Broadway musical with puppets. It can be very raunchy, though. It's like a raunchy Sesame Street. So being at a Walt Disney World uh, talent competition, I wanted to make sure that I didn't, uh, I used a cleaner song. <laughs> I bet they appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> I want to know, how did you get into filmmaking? Well, it started with my love of acting and the stage. But after experiencing a lot of favoritism and nepotism in local casting choices, or when I'd finally get a dream role that I really wanted and the show was canceled, I had lost a lot of that passion. So wanting to be a filmmaker was a four-part process for me. Of course, the first was watching so many movies that would entertain, excite, intrigue, and inspire me. What made me first think about becoming a filmmaker was actually meeting you at that Walt Disney World talent show with your film Brainstorm and watching another creative mind step into different film genres that entertained, excited, intrigued, and inspired you. And that made me realize that if I can't get the roles and positions I want and go where I want to go, why can't I be the one creating that world for myself? Or why can't I be the one to lead my own project? At this point, I wasn't completely convinced that this was the path for me, but it got some gears turning in my head. About two years later, I was bribed by my college success professor to make my best class assignment I did earlier that semester on how to use the dictionary into what would end up becoming my very first short film called Dictionary Breakdown. While I had a lot of fun directing, starring, and filming in it, it took another few years before I'd make my next film where I finally decided that this is what I want to go back to school for. This particular short was a collaborative project during the orientation of my talk, which is Teach and Learn in Korea internship, where we had to make a film describing our experience so far in South Korea. I was chief editor, co 
co-writer and co-director of our group's film. And again, despite the troubles I faced creating this film, I not only had a lot of fun making it, but I actually was given the National Institute for International Education Excellence Award because of my work on it. After that, I decided to go back to school and earn my bachelor's in film to improve on the skills I already had and to learn more. And here we are. (laughs) I'm terrible at keeping in touch. I didn't know you went to Korea. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, the the sad thing that I've I've learned about the Disney College program, you meet so many amazing, wonderful people. And when we go back home or we go on with our lives, it's so hard to keep in touch with people, even um, even with uh, social media. um, It's just it's so hard. But uh, yeah, I was in South Korea for about six months teaching English to kids um, in an after-school program there. And it was it was a really good experience. Uh, I realized I didn't really love, uh, I love teaching. I love children. I love travel. I just don't like teaching English. <laughs> so, and I don't know if teaching, um, teaching to, to young students is for me, or maybe if it's teaching film or something more fun. But I, I think uh, teaching English, uh, it just wasn't for me. But uh, I would recommend the program was called Talk. It's Teach and Learn in Korea. They also have another program called Epic with a K instead of a C. But that's for people who want to become a teacher and they would be teaching full-time English in South Korea to students. Otherwise, Talk is more of an after-school English program. So you'd only be working about three hours a day versus a a full-time day. But it was good to get my feet wet and see that, well, this isn't right for me. So it also showed me I really liked making films instead. But I'm glad that I got to do it. It was really great. And I do recommend that for anyone who's thinking about teaching or they like to travel. These are two programs that um, I would recommend. I'm glad you could have that experience. And I'm also glad that like it was good, but that you were able to learn you aren't necessarily into that. You're more into film. The The world of film is, is grateful, I think. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, so you're, you're getting into filmmaking. And what are some of the films that inspire you or influence your work? It's so hard to pick a few. <laughs> I think people that really love film are going to go with so many. So um, I will say fairy tales, musicals, comedies, or any combination of these genres definitely are what influences my work. Uh, Disney has quite a few of these, of course. That's why I love Disney so much. Some of the best came from the beginning of the Disney Renaissance to the end of the 90s. I don't want to even just limit it to The Little Mermaid to The Lion King because Pocahontas, Hunchback, Hercules, Mulan, and Tarzan are also amazing films as well. Anything from that period is just, I absolutely love it. Fantastic. Always inspired by all those films. Uh, Mary Poppins, Moana, Tangled, and Pirates of the Caribbean are also um, some of my favorites, uh, not from that period, but I really like how those were done. Non-Disney, Indiana Jones, Shrek. uh, I saw The Secret of Kells. Uh, I really like that one. If it wasn't for going to school and theater, I, I may have never seen, I think it's Nora Twomey. Her films are just really beautiful, and I really like how how those are done. Well, I can't even limit it to films. I'm inspired by stage shows and television shows as well, uh, like Wicked, Gallivant, Bob's Burgers, The Simpsons Family Guy, and there's the Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist is really good, too. I recently bought the Mary Martin version of Peter Pan, so it's a very uh, old version of the Peter Pan musical, I saw it when I was little. That's an inspiration, too. I mean, there's just so many things, but 
Yeah, fairy tales, musicals, and comedies are a combination. Uh, that's what gets my um, gears going. <laughs> it really shows because when I watched card tricks, it was just dripping with magic, basically Disney magic. And I have to say, I absolutely love your logo. It's so beautiful and it's so magical and I just love it. Thank you. <laughs> that means so much coming from you and I, I really <laughs> love it too. And I, I, everything that you see in that logo, I had made that. I wanted that logo to be completely made from me. I didn't want to hire somebody else to make it. I, all of the, the particle effects, everything you see in that logo, the visuals, I made that. Wow. I want everyone who listens to this to go see Card Tricks. And um, there is a link in the description to the YouTube video. But I'm just going to describe the logo to get you excited about it. It's, it's like this crystal ball. And there's this like magic dust inside and it says possible anythings. And then it just kind of explodes in this magical, misty, sparkly way. And it is just gorgeous. How long did it take you to create that? Oh, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, good question. Um, probably to get it to where it was. I mean... I'd say a semester, but this is also, you know, keeping in mind I was making the film as well. I was uh, doing all the visual effects for the any any part of the film. I was working on it at the same time as making that logo. If I were to guess, I'm going to say be, I don't know, safe or conservative and say maybe a month, maybe. But I was doing okay. so many things in between. I... I can't tell. And I mean, I was using Photoshop and After Effects for it as well. Um, so I, I couldn't honestly tell you how exactly long it took me to make that. That's something I'm actually working on right now is I'm trying to update it a bit because, well, that's my short version. I need to have a 30 second version of my logo and I'm trying to update that. So it's just a little more magical, a little more um, like realistic magic. If, if that makes sense. Well, good luck on that. I, I can't wait to see 2.0. Thank you. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Do you enjoy working with After Effects? Yes, definitely. Um, I know that there are other programs out there. I was uh, just as I was finishing school, um, our head professor was trying to get us to look at Da Vinci, I think it is. That's actually, I think it's still a, a free program. So that is something I'm looking into maybe learning how to use, especially if it's free. Adobe can be very expensive, but I do like it a lot and I'm still using it. <laughs> yeah, I I have played around with it, um, but not extensively, mostly just using the presets, you know, <laughs> I need fire here, you know, uh, so I, yeah. I am impressed and delighted with what you've done. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And now it's time for a random quote from our guest. I found this quote recently on Facebook because sometimes really good quotes just pop up randomly there. Um, I kind of modified it so it makes a little more sense. It's supposedly from uh, Sandra Bullock. And it is, if you start your day by dancing a little bit, it will change the way you walk in the world. Oh, I love yeah. that. We need that. Yep. <laughs> I thought, you know, if I, it, it would even be funny if it was like a silly little dance. You wake up and do some kind of a silly little dance in the morning. Maybe it gives you more pep in your step. Yeah, it just changes the outlook for the day. Definitely. I want to ask you about musicals and the short film Dictionary. Did you write the song? So Dictionary Breakdown, yes, I did. Well, I, I didn't want to give it away, but um, it, it's a it's a rap and it's just it's funny because it's so unexpected. You're you're watching it and you're thinking, oh, it's another 
boring lesson. It is on my YouTube page. It's It should be the first video, I, I think, but I've o- organized all my playlists so you can you can find it. It starts off like a, a boring school lesson, and then it you're just not expecting it to go the way it goes. But uh, when I did it in school, it was so funny, and everybody laughed because they were not expecting this blonde chick to come out and rap about the dictionary. <laughs> The wordplay is rather clever. And so uh, that's what I was wondering is is if you wrote it. Have you written any other songs for anything? Uh, Well, actually, I have. uh, I just haven't put it out yet. I think it's because there are a couple of film ideas that I have that I want to make possibly full-length musical features in the future. I haven't completed all the songs. I've worked on some of them, but I it's just I don't know if I want to put them out before the film would get put out or how I should go about doing that. So, but I have and I am. I they just aren't out yet. Well, that's good to hear and it sounds like there's bigger projects ahead that maybe you're saving these songs for and that's exciting. Definitely. Yep, definitely. Can you give me a hint of like are they kind of that musical Disney feel or is it more rap or is it something completely different? I could say actually that you've kind of hit it on the, the head. I'd say one musical kind of goes in that that fantasy kind of direction. Uh, the other one is more realistic. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, I love different styles of music. So that makes me excited. So now I want to talk about card tricks. And I saw it and I love it so much. I am also interested in filmmaking. I've been to a couple different film festivals. I took a community college course in cinematography And as part of that, I had to go and watch student films like every week. And that got really dull really fast because there's a lot of, you know, everyone's just learning and I understand that. But there there were certain tropes that just showed up again and again and again that I I basically made a bingo card of student film (laughs) tropes. And, and those are, <laughs> I'll tell you why I'm laughing in a minute. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> School hallways, zombies, overdramatic speeches that don't fit, murders, and parking garages. There were just so many bad films I had to see. Unfortunately, I'm a little jaded. And sometimes now when people are like, hey, I made a movie, I go, you know, you should see it. I go, oh, okay. <laughs> And uh, I knew with you, because I'd seen some of your, your other stuff on YouTube, I, I knew you you didn't have any of those. <laughs> but I was so blown away by card tricks because it just flows so well. It is beautiful. It is charming. And there's some more detailed things I want to talk about. But just so you know, I'm not just saying I love it because we're friends. I really love it because it is good. Thank you. Well, I, I, first of all, I'm I'm surprised that that's your background because when we met, I thought that you were more trained in it because Brainstorm was simply, it, it's simply amazing. And I mean, if it, you know, inspired me so much to to want to go into it. And um, I thought you had a, you were an um, advanced uh, expert in filmmaking. And I was thinking if I could just be as good as Kendra one day, that would be amazing. <laughs> oh, you have far surpassed. <laughs> I, I, I never point. would have thought that because I, I, I think you made another film. I'm, I can't remember it about was a violinist and it was just so beautifully done um I it's just I I thought wow if I can you know someday first of all I'm just shocked that that you you say that because I just I had no idea I thought you had more of a background in it than you actually do but I mean what you've put out already is it really amazing uh as far as being uh becoming jaded uh, I, I will say when I was in school, there were a lot of 
moments where I was felt that way um, working in it. There were everything from what you were saying, where there's so many films about drugs, alcohol, murder. Um, yes. and, and, and it's like, I, I just, I couldn't, it was hard for me to sit and, and, and watch sometimes because it was the same kind of stuff. And I just wanted to be taken to another, another world. And there was one film, one short film that um, another student did where it was two wizards fighting that film. And then there was another one about um, a sidekick, but um, not as many cool visual effects in that, but I, I really li liked how that one was done too. And then the rest of them, you know, were decent or I just couldn't get into it because it's the same, it's the same kind of story. And you can see that in real life, I just want to be transported to another world. And otherwise, I, I can't, sometimes I can even have trouble staying focused. The big reason why, you know, I wanted to be a filmmaker and why I, I made card tricks and why I want to make other films like that where I can incorporate magic or I can include things that you don't see in, in our world. That's a beautiful sentiment. I'm with you so much on that of, I feel like film is, this magic thing that we can use to show things that have never been seen before. Again, with student films, it's hard because sometimes people don't have the resources to make special effects or something, but you do have special effects and magic tricks, but the story is so fitting to the medium of it's a film and it's a short film. And I feel like a lot of, amateur filmmakers try and tell too big a story in a short film you know they're trying to tell I don't know they're trying to tell like an academy award-winning best picture in five <laughs> minutes their first year of film school and it's like that's that's not gonna happen but what you've done is you've told this very very simple story but because you've done it so well there's these beautiful layers to it that just make it sing. Thank you. And I, I want to add here that it was low budget, too. I didn't spend a fortune trying, trying to make this film. Um, I A lot of it was my own stuff or, you know, it was people I, I knew. And I, I didn't spend a, a whole lot of, of money. I spent money on Adobe to, you know, be able to edit and do the, the uh, visual effects and or to pay my actors with food. I mean, <laughs> that, that yeah. helps. But, you know, that was another thing I struggled with, too, is not only a lot of the same kind of films in school that made me feel jaded, but um, it was also professors kind of putting down, they, they wanted me to rise to this certain level and I would struggle to get there. And then there would be people not trying as hard and they were being praised. So that really jaded me too. Cause it's like, why should I even bother sometimes? Because there are people that are making the same mistakes as me, but they're getting a pat on the back and a well done. And I'm here scared, perfectionist, you know, trying to, to do it all myself. And and do the best I can do with the time I have. And even if I can't complete the project, I'm going to at least submit something. I met some people that did really amazing work, but they couldn't even, because they were, they were being perfectionists, but um, they wanted to submit it perfect. Uh, they ended up not submitting anything at all. And then they would get a, a D in the class or barely pass it. This is kind of, of a weird thing I'm going to say, but if there's anyone out there who wants to make films, you, you don't have to go to film school to do it. I, I learned that way that, you know, there's a lot of things that you have to deal with. There's a lot of times where you might feel jaded and be like, how come others are getting praised and I'm getting all these criticisms? Or why are there so many people making the same type of films? And they're films that I can't even watch because I'm, I'm getting bored. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know and it's just school isn't always the answer but I am glad that I went because I feel like I improved on my skills that I would have never gotten on my own but 
I, I will say an important thing, no matter what you're trying to do, if it's film or not film, networking and actual work experience is what's going to get you far, not college. Some people might not agree with that, but this is based on my experience. I'm kind of sitting here wanting to do more and, and it's like, well, I can keep doing more and I can keep doing a lot of things on my own or by myself. I mean, with card tricks, I want to say that I did 85% of the work on that film. So I did a lot of the work on that. And while I feel fulfilled and feel good that I did all that, you know, it, it would be nice if I was able to work with other professionals and, and have more experience and, and, and learn from that hands-on experience. For filmmaking, it's so important to just do it. There's nothing in a classroom that can kind of prepare you for starting up a camera. Yeah. Networking, especially, that's the real one that, oh man. <laughs> and are you talking about networking for like distribution or for funding? Everything, or just getting every people? networking, networking, making connections with people to either um, be in your film or for you to do something with their film or for partnership or for funding for anything. Uh, networking, um, it would just be nice if they went into that a little bit more or ways to find networking events. It's just, it's not at school. And that's one of those basic things that you really need in order to get far. Yeah. Now you did so much of the work for card tricks. Like the credits are basically you in different roles. And I want to say I really admire that. I, I've made a couple of short films and at the beginning I would be in them. And I found out very quickly, it's hard to act and direct yes. at the same time. <laughs> and in card tricks, you are like, you're directing, producing, acting, and you also did the special effects and the music. <laughs> I, I, yeah, That's a I, lot. I did. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had two, I had two people who were other characters. I was one of the main characters and I had two other people playing, you know, main characters and they weren't, they weren't um, professional actors, but they were willing to help me with my film. So that's what I meant by, um, I told them what I was looking for and they did their best to portray that. So even through them, I was kind of acting through them in a way just to, to get this done. And I will be upfront and say, this is not my best acting performance. I was very tired from running back and forth between the camera and in front of the camera, behind the camera, um, setting up the lighting, sometimes having to chew away the cats, <laughs> sometimes dealing with everything at school and personal life, having to do all that. It, it did take a, a toll on the actual um, acting performance and I know that if I had another actor, I probably would have had, uh, Quay Winkles was magician. I would have rather him have played Palm, the character that mm. I played. He was the personality that I was looking for, but I knew that I wanted to be the one who was doing all, most of the work. And, and since magician is the main character, it'd be easier if, if I was not magician. So that's why he got that role. And I mean, that's a lot of how Card Tricks was. I wrote this um, film so that anybody that I had at my disposal could play anyone. It didn't matter. I wasn't looking for a specific, you know, race or um, gender to play. And anybody could have played either of these, any of the three roles that are in this uh, film. Something I really admire about you for this is yes. getting <laughs> it done. You are a perfectionist and it's it's hard getting any film done. Like everything, you know, things go wrong and it oh my dad would help me film when we did our little things. And he always said it it, it always takes a lot longer than you yes. even plan for. <laughs> you're always optimistic when you're thinking, oh, we can get this done in like, you know, an hour and three hours later, you're still trying to get the right shot. And <laughs> so the ability to finish something, even if it is imperfect, I think is one of the keys to filmmaking. Because like what you said, there's those people who 
get stuck for like lack of funds or they're so wrapped up in making sure every detail is perfect, they can't turn in a completed work. And I, I guess I've learned to accept the beauty and imperfection in that there is no perfect film. But if you get something out, there's a special kind of magic of just having something that's finished. That's really well said. I, I mean, I couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> so about the getting it done, um, there are some cats in this film. I have never done that. How is filming with animals? Well, there were times where it was difficult, but I actually enjoyed the experience. What I personally did was I, I knew these cats. So I knew what their temperaments were, or what they liked to do. Uh, one of them, uh, Kiara, she was the one with the blue collar. You'll see her most of the time in the film because when Quay and I were filming this, uh, she would like to be involved. She'd like to play with the cards, uh, jump on things. So I just used that to my advantage. And I said, okay, well, she's going to be a character in this story. And, you know, you can't really train cats. People who are cat people or people who know cats well enough, they do what they darn well please. But if you, if you <laughs> yes. let them um, be themselves and you can find a way to incorporate that in the story, things really worked out that way. Her picking out the the cards in the beginning, that was one of, she used to do this really cute little, um, I wish I could, I wish you could see me right now. She would take her paw back and, and she would go really slow and she would squint her eyes and then she would like tap the cards really hard. And it was so funny and it was so good. And I did get it on camera, but it was at the wrong time. And the one time we were filming that oh. first scene, um, she just kind of places both her paws on on a card. So I just used that one. But I liked the other one where it was just her eyes squinting. It's so dramatic. Um, someday I will I will post a clip of that. Someday. <laughs> that was one of my favorite things. So it's just, you know, anytime that she was there, she's in most of the shots uh, by herself. But she would do something and I was like, okay, I'm going to use that. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to work with that. It's really a cute touch. Yeah, it, it makes it, I, I think it adds a little more to it than just having the, the two human characters. The scene in the hallway where Magician and Palm are, have the card and it's floating in the air. I actually uh, put a card up there for reference of how, how high I need it to be. As soon as I put it up, Kiara would start jumping up the wall to attack that card. <laughs> um, she, she was the huntress. Uh, Rox was our uh, the male cat there. He he's not in it too much, but um, he would just sit there and, and watch her. Sometimes he'd try to imitate her jumping to get the card. But I was like, okay, I can't have the card just hanging there. So that I, I don't know if I was planning to to just do that instead of um, doing visual effects for that part of it, but um, I'm glad that I ended up doing visual effects for all the all of the floating cards. That was pretty hilarious that she would do that. But any other thing, um, I just advise that if you have cats and you don't train them necessarily, let them be themselves and let them do what they want to do and. Uh, you can use that to your advantage and um, you can have some additional cuteness or adorableness in, in your films. Yeah, that's a great advice because you're right. You can't you can't just <laughs> make nope. cats do something. <laughs> Watching it, it feels like you trained them. It feels like there's intention behind everything with the cats. I guess they had intention, but you you, <laughs> you use it. I think it adds so much and it's so cute. Thank you. I, I, I love it too. And uh, I'm glad that they were there for that. And I'm glad I got to experience it. It makes me want to work with animals in the future. Well, that's great. That's good. Yes. It was a good experience. Now, I wanted to talk about the special effects because I was so amazed. So spoilers, if, if you haven't watched Card Tricks yet, you need to now and then come back for this part. There's uh, a character who can 
use magic and makes a card float in the air. And I'm looking at it and I notice the shadow on the wall. And I was like, oh, that is good because shadows are hard and also for special effects and I'm, I'm not those are hard things for me I am not good we have said before with like after effects or anything the fact you got that shadow to match your shadow in like the color and the texture and everything that is what really really impressed oh, th- me thank you um I'm uh, I want to give a lot of credit to my visual effects slash animation teacher, uh, Joe Mirez. It's been long enough to where I don't remember things that if I remembered the shadow on my own or if she, but I mean, I, first of all, I just want to say I thank her so much for, for everything that I learned from her about animation uh, and uh, visual effects. Doing the shot, the shadow was actually one of the the easier things, believe it or not, with the visual effects. And I was kind of uh, shocked that it was as easy as it was. There are a few shots, actually, where Magician is trying to feel around the card. And because the card is digital, it's not really there. Having to mask his arm there so the card wouldn't, so it wouldn't look like it's, you know, just somebody plopped a a floating card on there that took a lot a lot more work um things that i i really wanted to get were um the card bursting into flame i wanted to make my own fire i didn't want to try to find fire um on youtube or something uh, a green screen fire and just do that i really wanted to have it be my own (laughs) oh I really struggled with that one um and I ran out of time for the tater tot I won't say what what that is but if you've seen it um (laughs) that was one where I really wish I had more time I was gonna have it rotate around and I ran out of time so that I just kind of kept it um facing the same side but um like you said before it's better to complete a project turn it in instead of trying to get something perfect and then you can't get it in at all now i think you have a real flair for special effects because like with the fire i really admire that you wanted to create your own and i think it adds so much because there's i don't know there's like this little bit of there's personality in the fire and you can tell yes (laughs) The thing that I've been working on mainly with After Effects is particles and everything from things like the logo to fire uh, um, to water. That That's something I really enjoy doing. And um, there's so much that you can do with particles as well. I want to make my own stuff. I don't want to take something someone else has done and say that I did that myself. Um, especially with visual effects, it's really fun. And the more realistic it looks, you know, the the better I'm going to feel about it and the better uh, people are going to enjoy it too. Now, is that something you would want to specialize in? Like, obviously, you can do a lot of different things in film. You can wear all the hats. What is the hat that you enjoy? Oh, that that question is, is so... Um, hard it's like picking a favorite movie no 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 I'm sorry you have to be sorry you know it's yeah. it's important to ask those questions I have an answer for you but it's not a it's not a simple it's definitely this directing acting and editing all of these are aspects that I enjoy with filmmaking with this particular film yeah visual effects I really loved doing the visual effects I enjoyed working with the animals too but I also loved composing the music. Um, but I, I guess, mm. you know, if I, if I had to specialize in one, I would want to say editing, editing with visual effects. Because maybe that way I can combine two things at once. Um, but I, I really just, I don't want to limit myself. I feel like if I have to pick one, then I have to limit what I can do. And I don't want to limit what I can do, but I also don't want to say well I love doing it all (laughs) there are some things like 
uh, lighting, um, recording sound. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm not, I, I, they're, they're all important things. It's just, I, I don't enjoy doing them. I, I guess I, I love bringing magic and editing is just kind of relaxing for me. I can just sit on my computer and put something together mm-hmm. and visual effects can be the same. I'll, I'll run into problems either way, but you know, when things are going well, but I'm just taking my time to, to edit whatever it is I'm editing. Um, I, I enjoy that. So I guess you could say that if I were to pick one, I would specialize in visual effects, but I, it's, it's so, it's so hard to just (laughs) focus on one, I guess, especially when you like doing so many things. I'm glad I'm not I'm the only one who feels that way because that that's exactly how I feel. Well, now I want to know what what would what are you pick three or something like that. <laughs> okay, I love I love directing because you get to be the boss and you get mm-hmm. to choose what you're going to do. And I love editing. I really love editing because I feel like that's part of making the magic. I oh, I get such a thrill from editing. I guess producing, basically, I want to be in charge of, of the story. Well, I guess, okay, yeah. Hey, well, Three. that works. <laughs> Cinematography is one I mm-hmm. struggle yeah. slightly more with. of Because I'm very, um, I have very concrete images in my head. And I always struggle with getting what's in my head to appear in that tiny little viewfinder because there's there's something about space and distance that you have to have a lot of practice to get it to look like how yes. you imagine. And that's hard. I, I understand and I agree no. with that. The camera that I use to film, well, all, most of my stuff so far, the screen is too dark. And I, can, I mean, I can set the screen right, mm. but the footage that I end up putting into my computer may not be the same as... as the normal brightness setting. So what I've done is I've actually taken my camera and I set it to, I had to set it like two levels darker so that it would be the actual darkness of the footage. Because if I think I got the perfect shot and everything and I bring it in and it's darker than what the screen said it was when it was on a normal brightness setting or the normal brightness setting, that really upsets oh. me and frustrates me. That's hard because you, well, you can't go back. You can't. I don't want to go back. No, yeah, no, I don't want to go back. Now, I want. I want to talk about music. Um, I get really geeky about film music, and I also have a love of silent film. I feel like film is a visual language, and I love when people tell stories visually because it can go beyond language and culture sometimes and you made a silent film and it's so beautiful and to make a good silent film you have to have the right kind of music and your music is gorgeous and quirky and it plays a part in the film I just want to say this is a compliment I don't know if you intended this or not it sounds like Danny Elfman's Edward Scissor's Hands soundtrack, which I love and I think is beautiful. So tell me about your experience creating the music okay, for this. Well, I, I appreciate the compliment, but I would say that I have to say it wasn't 100% me or even mostly me that created this music. Uh, I want to share that I composed this music with a program called Filmstro. It's this fantastic software. Users can choose different music themes and control the mood, the tempo, and the overall timing of the music. You know, for any filmmakers who don't have the time to come up with completely original music, hire musicians, and or play each inf- instrument themselves, I highly recommend Filmstro. Uh, it's compatible with Premiere Pro, the Adobe Premiere Pro. It was a lot easier for me to edit each instrument so it would fit with each scene and change with each mood shift. So I can't take credit for that, but I will say that Filmstro has so many different instrumental music that you can choose from. So I did choose which ones I wanted to use for each scene. 
and then I sped up the tempo or slowed it down um, to fit with with those scenes. You chose so well, and that that's, that is my compliment. Is you chose music that fit the film and especially with timing again amateur i'm i'm really picking on amateur <laughs> filmmakers today i'm sorry sometimes people just grab some kind of you know royalty free track and just lay it under the scene you can tell that it's it's not a part of the film mm-hmm. it's just there and your music is a part of the film and there's all these little tempo like you were just saying you the tempo changes and the shifts in emotion and little cues that just add so much so <laughs> thank you you're and brilliant. you know if it wasn't for the, all those films that have inspired me especially the musical ones i mean there are i'm just gonna pick out one scene that I could say was kind of an inspiration for car. Like I wasn't even thinking about it, but looking back on it, beauty and the beast, I think it's one of the best animated films of all time. I even want to argue it's the best, but it's one of the best for sure. The scene where bell goes up to the beast room and finds the rose and just the, Mm -hmm. the, the music, the, the composition, Mm -hmm. the enchantment, uh, her finding the rose and, and, and delicately, you know, observing it and then being interrupted by the beast. You know, it, it's just, it's definitely, I mean, I, people can say, oh, well, you like Disney movies. So you like every Disney movie, you like Big Hero 6, you like other movies, uh, Zootopia. And the thing is, without music and without some kind of enchantment, I, that's what really gets me. When I leave a theater, if I like a movie, I'm going to be thinking about music. I'm going to be thinking about the songs. That's what sticks in my head more than anything. And then if it doesn't have, you know, interesting music or a theme, all I can think about when I leave the theater is a plot. You know, that's fine. And a lot of people Mm. love that. I personally love leaving a, a movie, not just thinking about if I like the plot or not, or if it was a good story, good characters, good color grading animation but I want to think I'm going to be humming some of the songs too or or some of the themes I agree music is so important and it's one of my favorite things and then even to add that um I made another film in school called Miss You Too that had no dialogue and I really while that wasn't my favorite project I really I was proud of that film. I felt like it told a very sad story very well. And I also thought, you know, it's going to be helpful for people who don't know English. Why Why does there have to be dialogue? Can't I just tell a story without it? And I, I will say that I can see myself making more films where there is no dialogue. And where, I mean, but music... M- can help so much tell that um, with telling that story as well. Well, it's, it's obvious to me that you have talent and passion for making film that's about wonder and magic and you're doing it. What are your hopes and dreams for possible anything? Now, I know right now we're still kind of in a kind of we're in a really weird situation now with the pandemic because that makes filmmaking very, very hard. And a lot of things are really, really uncertain, but say this is just, you know, your big dreams. What's on your heart to make with possible anything? As someone who has suffered with the dreadful feeling of hopelessness, possible anythings was created to show everyone, including myself, that things we want to do or achieve are possible through perseverance and hard work, while continuing to be inspired to learn, experience, and accomplish more. Each time I travel somewhere or make a new film that people enjoy, it gives people like me a boost of confidence that's needed in a world of impossibilities and rejections. For people out there who are going through similar situations of being denied opportunities because of the way they look, their skin color, their gender, how they think. 
what they think or their social or monetary status. I want them to know that they too can obtain opportunities that they've never dreamed of. I want to continue inspiring people as other films and filmmakers like you have inspired me. As for specific goals, I want to explore and create more short films. Maybe work on a couple of full-length feature films down the road, uh, but I really do enjoy the short films. That That's more of my forte and a lot less stressful. <laughs> What's next, though? Would it be amazing to be part of a production that wins an Oscar or even nominated for one? Yes. At the same time, I realized the best thing to do is focus more on the actual making of a story that I enjoy, like I did with card tricks. And once the films are complete, we go from there and see where it takes us. I cannot think of a better mindset for a filmmaker. I am so impressed and so hopeful for you and what's coming next for possible anythings. Thank you and for thank sharing that. Thank you for that. letting me share. This is the part of the show where Stevie gets to plug all the things. All the things. Um, so you can find possible anythings on most social media platforms, including YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook, Instagram, Flickr, and TikTok. The best places to find my work is YouTube and Facebook because I can put a lot more material on there and I don't have to cut pictures like I, I have to on Instagram. I haven't put anything out on TikTok yet, but I plan to put future visual effects and animations on there that are under five minutes long. Uh, and if you don't want to contact me or find me through social media, you can always visit my website at possibleanythings.wixsite.com slash official. I'm going to have links to a lot of those in the show notes. Please check out Stevie's things. Um, she is talented and there's so much potential in possible anythings. I cannot wait to see what happens next. And Stevie, thank you for sharing with of me course. today. Uh, thank this you so much for having me. me here, Kendra. And uh, again, if there's anyone that wants to work on a project or collaborate, or they're looking for someone to maybe test out some visual effects for, for them, I, I'm here. <laughs> and I'm very interested in, in doing more projects with other people. Thank you for listening to The Patchwork Girl and Friends. You can help make the show better by supporting me on Patreon. My Patreon supporters get access to cool benefits like early access to commercial-free episodes and behind-the-scenes features. Just look for Patchwork Girl Productions on Patreon.com. Next time on The Patchwork Girl and Friends. At the time, I was very intimidated by teenagers. <laughs> But um, Danita really wanted me to help her and, help, and she said, I think you're going to be really good at it. So just come and help me. These are like Christian homeschool kids. How bad can it be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those oh, are famous man. last words. <laughs> I really loved seeing their creativity, the things that teenagers can come up with. And I thought, oh, it might be really fun to have like a teen writers forum. So I created a clean, well-lighted place. <laughs>